All right, it is that time of the week, month, whatever. We're in your ears. Sportaholics episode number 169. Woo! There we go. we got to hear the whistle again. Um, but we're back. Sorry for the delay. I know it's been a month. I checked. It was June 10th was the last show. I'm like, You're busy, she's. But you were busy too, man. I mean, we've all been We've been busy. busy. We'll be cutting, and, and guess what? We'll probably talk about that busyness uh, on the show this week. Let's get but, busy getting busy, she's. I mean, beyond getting busy, getting busy. Uh, I mean, we personally, like, I haven't even talked to you in, like, in uh, three weeks or so, which is rare. I mean, even though you're in New York, you know, we go way back. We share a lot of similarities and in, in humor, interests, and, uh, sure. you know, a lot of old stories, things like that. But um, AFC championships that I win, you know, things we share. Dude, on Kimmel the other night, the guy had the tramp stamp that was like. I saw that. The champ stamp. I mean, and it was it was an actual real. Of course, Walters was there. Our boy Brandon, he was at the social media a picture. I'm like, are you 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 were there? Of course, of course, that's right. He's everywhere at every sporting event. But yeah, the Chiefs best odds, the number one, uh, you know, Patriots number two. So never tell me the odds. I, by the way, I, you mean to me? I, by the way, let's just start it right now. She let's start Patriot Chiefs battle right now. Let's start the feud. Right now in the summer, before spring training, and I'll say this: number two, exactly where I want to be. I don't want to be the favorite. I don't want to be the Hillary Clinton. I want to be the Obama. I want to be the guy that swings by the leader and wins. I want to rip your hearts out again, even if I have to do it in Kansas City. Not afraid. Why did you use? Why did you, you went to Hillary Obama? You know you could have easily Trump was a much better. Uh, but I get you. Well, it's Hillary. I'm just saying, Chiefs are the Chiefs are like Hillary. They're like the Hillary Chiefs because it's like Obama got by them, then Trump got by her. You know what I'm saying? It's like people are going to keep slipping by the Chiefs. Look, you know, Cleveland Browns have already won the Super Bowl in their minds. You know what I'm saying, Chiefs? It's all about happiness. I mean, that's why everyone takes medication just to feel better, and that's all the Browns. They just needed to feel what that's like. They, they, all right. they haven't won anything, but. Just they're like, we're champs. We're better than we have. We're been. better than bad. Yeah. They no longer have to think about Brady Quinn. And By the way, she's, did you know this? Here's a New York fact for you. There are more dogs living in New York City. There are more dogs in New York City than there are people in Cleveland. Who's your dog pound now? Where's your dog pound now? All right, Cleveland. More dogs, New York City. Of course, they also all those dogs play quarterback for the New York Giants. Hey, hey, and rest in peace to God. I can't even think of his name, but the the big guy, the the Kentucky quarterback that weighed three hundred pounds. Yep. And, sure, but uh, Ross Perot. He, he had ballooned <laughs> to five hundred. But if yeah, God, God damn, this is why this is why you can't really go off the cuff when you have no idea when you can't make reference to people that you brought up a dead guy you brought up the dead guy guy without knowing his name you did it was a weird thing i mean he was he was an agile giant man that's right uh, just had passed 38 years old but i mean you get to 500 pounds that comes with some issues um but he was a back 10 bells h ross perot got a got a super bowl ring with the giants uh but anyway, that was hurtful. It was hurtful that you said. I see what you did. You stabbed me. The Chiefs came up from the grave and stabbed me in the back. I got it. I've gotten three rings since I lost two to Eli in the mid. It doesn't always have to be Patriots talk. That's you know. That's all. All right. So let's move on. So what do we got? She's. Are we going to do business or we're going to get to pleasure? Well, let's go to both for me, which would be uh, the release of my album that just came out uh, last week, it, uh, Midnight Marauder. I type in my the name. Midnight Marauder. On Spotify, uh, Pandora, iTunes, all that stuff. You can find it there. Um, but I'll, I'll play a couple clips throughout the episode here in between breaks and stuff. But you can find it on YouTube, pretty much anywhere. And really, just share it with your friends. Because all I'm trying to do is just reach out to people that are annoyed as fuck in their everyday lives with just people's existence. But in a nice way. Just, you know, there's a sure. lot of... Social um, awareness is, you know, in the sense, efficiency, social efficiency. Just realize that you're, you know, there's other people around. It just, I get worked up about just thinking how people are just so, like, I'm not in there, you know, 
Every, I, everyone's in my world. No, no, everyone's in the same world. You know what? She's she's. Let's hear a clip right now. Okay. Here we go. We'll drop a clip. We'll be right the problem was with the bottle. I looked at it, and the first thing that popped into my head when I saw it was, shouldn't there be a lot more in there? <laughs> uh, that's, that's almost empty. And it wasn't the 7-Eleven, like, hey, the small one. It was like the big, I went to Costco, like I'm stocking up. <laughs> jug if you will whatever the biggest bottle of ky i've ever seen that's i'm looking at it i'm like that's below the label right there i mean there's at least 70 to 80 intercourses missing out of this bottle right now so i like get into detective mode i, I go do, do you have anything and she, and she goes condoms or stds it's like Ugh. well i mean since you made it a multiple choice question uh do you have any stds Straight face. She goes, no. <laughs> Do you have a more confident no answer by chance? <laughs> like, no, absolutely not. Here are my test results. They came in. So that's recorded at the Blue Room. It's from like a year and a half, you know, whatever. You can always nitpick. Once it's out, it's weird feeling. It's like, okay, you're in space now. I'll never, you're never coming back down to orbit. Don't read the comment section, cheese. That's my recommendation. Oh, Don't read, you're going to think it's going to start great, and then I you're going to end in tears. You say you don't care. You say you're going to be tough, but then just don't read the, there's nothing to read in the comment section. I don't give That's a shit. A, I'll take haters. I'll take 10 haters to every one liker. All right. Know? And because, and then that means they listen to it. And what I was going to say is a thank you to Jimmy Ray of the Hillbenders who helped with the audio and video recording of that. There's, is there going to be a video no, release? No, there's not. There's a couple of clips. That's about it. But I was able to take the audio. And then my man, the Duke, Luke the Duke in New York, who helped master some of the stuff and made the process of getting that thing released uh, much, much easier. In fact, I could say I couldn't have done it without both of them. So thank you guys in that. And then thank you listeners who are going to go actually just add the thing like the thing on spotify and all that kind of stuff but uh and share it with your friends especially when all right cheeser since we're talking about you you're done with your thank yous thank everybody you know he's thanking you now you've also been traveling around let's get to it where have you been what have you seen tell us more well i struck out again in midland texas don't we davy and i have twice in the last six months been through midland i stop at the southern maid and i'm going to promote it anyway just because these things are so good Absolutely. You and Davey Wester. We got there too late back in January. This time we get there before they open. So we're there at like 4.45, 5, like we're driving to, da to Dallas from uh, Yuma, Arizona. And we stop in there and uh, we wait for them to open. I go in there. They're like, oh, we don't make those till 7. I'm like, it's these little caramel balls that are like cinnamon toast with caramel in the middle. They're just amazing. So, But twice now, and I got so fucking pissed i just I, i'm very frustrated because it's like we're not going out of our way but it's like it takes you know we kind of are like to not divert into midland dodge all the fracking trucks stop and try to get donuts you know it's an extra hour by the time you know they i hear you but uh all right so this is like the moment of truth been, i've been waiting for these southern made donuts for two years Davey and I were here six months ago. And what happened six months ago, Davey? They were closed. They were open. They just, they didn't have the, I'm going for this very specific, it's a caramel covered in sugar fried ball. It's just incredible, which is the only reason why I'm going out of my way twice to get to just, I'm not even a fat guy. Food's not my thing, yeah. but that's how good these are. Yes, food is your thing. You eat a whole pizza. In moderation. It can be my thing from time to time. But what I, the, the point I was trying to make is that's how good these donuts are, is that you can be a not fat person and still go out of your way to enjoy them. Okay. If, I'm sorry if that's mean, but that's the only kind of comparison I can think of. All right, so... You know, I tried. I tried Southern Made. I tried two times. They're not 
making them until 7.30. Cause you know, like most businesses, you wanna have half of your shit done, um, you know, when you open. And then you want the good stuff done last. That way your best product is only available to half of your customers. Great cash only, it's a family, I get it. You guys make good donuts, just get your shit together. Okay, not everyone lives in Odessa. That's all I'm saying. Not everyone lives in fucking <laughs> Odessa. You know, I tried. I tried Southern Maine. I tried. It's a family thing. They don't give a shit. Like, there's two of them. Right. You know, like, I'm sure, like, the shitty cousins run the bad locations. You know, in the, in the, it's one of those things where, like, hey, we're going out, we're going on vacation for two weeks. We just shut it down. Yep. We shut it down for 4th of July or whatever weekend they want. So, the family, it's a family barbecue weekend. We shut it down. No caramel, whatever's in. What the hell are they? They're so good. They're caramel, but it's like they thicken it up and they fry it in batter and then toss it in cinnamon sugar. And so, like, you bite in and it's just like the perfect texture. Like, where what are they called? I don't even. Just, I call them caramel balls. I don't, I've never. All right, idea. caramel balls. Yeah, but you bite in, but it's it's thick enough where it's not just going to ooze out everywhere, you know? Like I got you, no oozing. They got they got the rest anyway. I sound like George Costanza here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, considering this is in the middle of nowhere, West Texas, Midland, Texas donut shop, Southern Made, M A I D. Uh, if you're ever in Odessa, Midland, by all means, check it out. And it's always weird driving back through there because of. Just having worked there, done the cooking thing. You and I actually—that was pretty sweet. Like, that's listen. right, guys. We're talking about Odessa, Texas, home of the Permian Panthers of Friday Night Lights fame, where I have been twice. She's or his work there. Taking pictures of it, and gone to the, went to the driving range twice across the street from Rattler Stadium uh, to drive golf balls. Uh, I hear what you're saying. Haven't been to. A, I opted to go to a Midland. Uh, Rockhounds game to go see um, them play against Northwest Arkansas versus going to the football game. I just wanted to see, but I saw I got to see Nikki Lopez, Hunter Dozier, guys that are on the big league team now. Two years later, but I do kind of you know at some point I would like to go see a, a Permian Panthers. Which by the way, Roy Williams, and I'm not sure if it was the safety or the wide receiver, is, right. is the only NFL player to come out of that program, which is odd considering my high school, Shawnee Mission Northwest that I went to, you know, there's been, I think, three or maybe four guys that have taken snaps in the NFL, a couple of them for multiple years, just from my high school, you know, yeah. it, so it's very odd to see, like, that they really don't produce shit as far as... No, that's like when you read the book, that's one of the big things about the Permian Panthers is that they actually do it, they sort of, like, they don't really have even a lot of Division One. Uh, athletes or recruits it's done with like very small like they're sort of like they're the small white guy white guy uh group you know these these kids are mostly undersized but they've also been playing in the same system since pop warner they all like these kids are bred to whatever the offense it's like what the ice what the high school runs the 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 middle school runs and they've been running it since they were in fourth or fifth grade it's that really a, yeah and perfection. it's and it's sort of, a, and it's just sort of a point of pride. Like the, the, there's the, in other words, like the whole like high school is the best time of your life. This is the best time for these athletes. Like they're never going to be any better. You know, whereas you know, it's like great athletes, LeBron James. Let's get to Kawhi Leonard. It's like they got better. Kawhi Leonard wasn't wasn't highly recruited, right? Gets better in college. Now better. Now he's one of the best players in the world. Goes to the goes to the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but for the Permian Panther kids, like, they peaked right when they were 17. Yeah, yeah. And just a birth you know? to state is, makes them God. It's, it was just odd. You drive around, you see the front yard. It's the same thing. My son, number 63, you know, Shane Patrick lives here. Yeah, you know? they have the big billboards. And with balloons and, like, a big... They had to pass a law that you couldn't use, like, because the things were getting so crazy. Uh, people were starting to use uh, electricity and neon and stuff, and they had to start doing guidelines. Like, you could only do so much, and they could only be so big. Because, I mean, it, got, it, it gets a little insane. When you read the book, Friday Night Lights, um, 
It's uh, by Buzzinger, I, I want to say, by Buzz Buzzinger. It's one, uh, of the, one of the weird things where you can read the book, which I have yep. 15 years ago. I need to do it. You can read the book, watch the movie, and watch the TV show. And go yep. see it live. It's like the, it's the perfect square yes. of sports <laughs> coverage. I've been in the locker room. It's one of the greatest things. It's like they, they're, the, the Permian Panthers have won five state titles. You walk in. They, uh, they have six frames. There are six frames. As you walk in, you can see each team picture of each state champion. And in the sixth frame, there are the words, will you be here? Which I always think is like a mind-blowing, motivational uh, mind capture. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you're a little kid and you see five, like this kid went to school here and they're a champ. This, you know, the, the, the 90 team the, or the 89 team's a champ and the 73 champ. Yeah. The guy that sold my dad his car last week. That's his name right there. Yeah. Right, exactly that. And if they can do it, I can do it. Will you be here? In fact, it was such a good idea that when I was when I was the script coordinator on Weeds, uh, we had Shane, I think he was playing, it, it, we, we used that. That's in one of the episodes of Weeds, like when he's doing karate or chess or something. There's a will you be here in the frame that we stole right from the real world Permian Panthers. There's a little insight right there. Who, who would have thought? That's behind the scenes of Weeds with Eric That's Marino, funny. everybody. Wants to dig that up. What would that be, season one, season two, season three? I want to say it's season two. Could okay. be season one, but it's probably season two. There you go. We could dig it up. Interesting. But, um, no, uh, with Davey and I, and so listeners, Davey Weston and I were running around doing shows for a couple of weeks. And so we stopped off in El Paso to a Chihuahua's Oklahoma City Dodgers game, which was great because Will Smith, a couple guys that immediately got called up like within the next few days after we had seen them in El Paso. But, uh, and it is the Mad Max, the Thunderdome of minor league baseball. The stadium is, is brand new, like a couple years old. And um, like the concourse, you know, like most stadiums, they'll have the standing room where it's like the walk-up bar. You can set your beer and your food down and stand there. Right. So that, where that like below that is maybe 10, 15 rows of seats, and then the field is right there. So it's really short and narrow, and it's, there's like a second deck of seats. I mean, I would guess maybe eight or ten thousand people can sit in there. And then in the outfield, they have kind of like in San Diego with like the brick building. Sure. And they are the Padres uh, AAA team, so it's kind of that same effect where they built like the brick wall, but it's in the right field instead of left field. Um, sure. But it was also Selena night, and, and it, it was it was the most energy I've ever seen. And probably maybe any baseball. Actually, the Puerto Rico USA World Series of Baseball final that was pretty crazy. Just right, you know, all the dancing and but it had a great time, man. Like, and there, you know, there's a fireworks show afterwards, a bunch of fun stuff. But have everyone's dancing and just spinning around and like <laughs> you're 200 yards from Juarez, Mexico. So you kind of feel like you're actually at, in a Mexican league game. Cause now is it now, which way is the stadium now? Can you hit a ball? Is it possible to hit a ball into Mexico? Can you hit it to another country? No, no, okay. that would, that would be, that would have been, been pretty sweet. Don't get the ball. It's in, you know, but they have the train yard is, is kind of the border. Like when you get to downtown El Paso, I gotcha. Um, you know, very interesting, very interesting city. You know, it's like snows in the winter. Tile. Come on, that would be a good baseball call. That ball's gonna need a passport. It's headed to Mexico. That's a good baseball call. That's a good home run call. She's. But I would. I don't know if if you're ever through that area for any reason. You know, it just if it lines up, you'll try to check out a game. I know they just had the AAA All Star game there. Um, this year or last week. Sure. But, um, and then from there, uh, we ended up in Plano with Vicky Barbalak. And, uh, America's Got Talent star, Vicky Barbalak. She's doing great and, like, just really funny and had a really good show. And it was Sunday. And so, you know, as comics, you know, we're, we critique ourselves. And she's like, oh, so I, I didn't feel like I brought enough energy. I'm like, I'm like wait a minute. Like, if that's the case, either way, you know, the, the audience, like, it was a great show. So that, um, but I knew what she meant. Like, she's been going nonstop, you know, the last year. And by Sunday, the fifth or sixth or seventh show, you know, your voice is cracking a little bit. You know, right. You're, you're running on half a tank, you know, sleep deprived, you know, that sort of thing. But 
it was great to see her doing well, having a lot of fans. I did the Polly Shore thing, you know, and by that I mean I don't really, know what that means. That's uh, we're all wondering what that means. That's uh, a loaded term. The uh, well, it's okay. Polly Shore post stand-up show fan hurting technique, and so oh. years ago when Polly. I did some shows with them. He goes, I don't like to be touched. So just tell people, you know, I fell off a ladder or something. Get everyone's attention. Polly fell off a ladder, hurt his back. Do not touch his back. Do not touch his back. And, you know, I get it. You know, maybe like a, avoiding like a Monica Seles incident or something, you know. Sure. Uh, and that way, she's the one that got stabbed, right, in Wimbledon? Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. I want to make sure. So... All these people were rushing Vicky for pictures, so I, so I just I just go, hey, you know, if you want a picture, just get in line here and just, you know, get your cameras ready. Just help speed up the process. But, um, but unlike Polly, she's very grateful. <laughs> like, you know, thanks right. for coming out, and you know, and Polly does a little bit of that too. Uh, but, but it was just nice because she's. I used to park her car, you know, ten, eight, ten, fifteen years ago, whatever it was. Sure. She would she would drive up all the way from Oceanside for main room spots and you know put in a lot of hours and you know just to see all that kind of paying off is you know it's pretty cool. She is a real trooper. I mean, it's like watching her grind. Like when people talk about grind, you kids today, and you talk about the grind. Nobody grinded harder than Vicky Barbalak, and it's it's lovely to see it actually pay off like it has for her, like it is. Before we left Dallas, I went by the stadium, which they're building a new stadium, which uh, I'll tell you what, look, we'll go to break right now, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be back right after this. All right, stay, more to come. Stay tuned. Okay. There it is. Globe Life Park, formerly known as the ballpark in Arlington. It's about, I don't know, 20 years old. I mean ancient, which is why you got to, you know, build a brand new stadium after 20 years, you know, because the Rangers are such a great baseball team. They've worked so hard. I mean, two World Series, you know, if uh, Nelson Cruz could play right field, maybe he'd be But you sure as hell do not deserve a brand new stadium already. I mean, does that look, that, that looks beautiful. What is that, Camden Yards? It's the old Ranger Stadium. And there's the new one. Way to Texas. I mean, how can you... There's no... Nothing says Texas more than this shot. It's like two or three billion dollars worth of wasted money right there. Good luck, Rangers fans. Good luck. There it is. Hey, black slacks only, just so you can't, you know... In fact, is it, oh, are they talking? Yeah, everyone's talking about your Cialis in the office. Okay, hold on. Let me squat. Everybody's attention, please, in the office. Just real quick, just a minute. I am taking Cialis like you heard. Um, it's not for the erectile dysfunction, okay? I get my own erections. It's because I pee my pants all the time. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone back to work now. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Like, is that better? Or is it the guy who comes up like, hey, John, I heard you're taking Cialis, man. What's going on? Be like, yeah, it's for my erectile dysfunction, okay? I cannot get a hard-on to save my life. Just to clarify, it's not for the pants pissing thing. <laughs> I haven't pissed my pants in three decades, okay? Why, are they talking about the office? Hold on. Everyone in the office, come on real quick, just for a second. I want to clarify, just stop this rumor from going around. I am taking Cialis. I just want to clarify, it is for erectile dysfunction. I cannot get my own erection anymore. Just wanted to make sure everyone knew it's not for the pants pissing shit. Bone dry down here, okay? Again, let me reiterate, it's because I cannot get an erection. Feel my pants, they're dry. Thank you guys, back to work. Okay, so now we're back, and I just went, I just, it's frustrating, like, you just got the stadium in Arlington, and yeah, the Cowboys got a new nice and shiny helmet there, but they're building just that brand new stadium right next to the 
old stadium just because they want to air condition. This is the new stadium for the Rangers? For the Rangers. It's opening. Okay, year. I didn't know. So the, the Arlington Park, so the new, a new baseball stadium. Got it. Yeah, it's opening, you know, so, you know, that was kind of my take on that. But they get to eat Whataburger twice in a day. That was kind of cool. I mean, I, I do enjoy putting on 10, 15 pounds over the course of three weeks being on the road, just sampling whatever the best burger is regionally. Um, <laughs> but I enjoy the Whataburger. They put the mustard right on. You know, it's a nice sort. you know, the pickles and onions, everything. It's a nice burger. Fries are decent. Really take advantage of the steak and shake as often as I can. Just the garlic burger there is fantastic. The, and then they have a Wisconsin butter burger. Phenomenal. I, you know, I'd wanna, I, I wanna chastise you for just giving them free promotion, but who knows? Maybe this is what people really want to hear. They want to hear what she's, what she's eats, everybody. What he thinks of the local fare. What a burger! What a burger! Well, what Try it. Think, now owned by a Chicago it. company. Which I guess Patrick Mahomes is, you know, hey, bring a Whataburger to Kansas City, which I don't, you know, whatever. What a burger. That's, I mean, we went to, uh, we were in Salina, so we went by the Cozy Inn, which is a hamburger, a six-seat, you walk, it's a closet with six seats in it in a grill. Right. I've heard of this place. This is where the original White Castle, or this is, tell the story, she's. Rumor has it that's where the White Castle copped their style from this cozies in um Right. Life. And so if you took a meatball size, you know, you know, maybe an eighth an eighth of a pound probably meatball and smashed it down and then you they grill the buns really nice and you order them six at a time and then they sprinkle a little bit of onions in there, pickle, mustard, mayo, no cheese, you know, there's no french fries, it's just burgers. Yeah. Of soda, real simple. Just busy is like we must have walked in there at the worst possible time. But uh, you know, they were. It was the employees were panicking. You know, it was like that. It was that busy. You know, <laughs> which is always fun just to watch a good panic. Know, hardworking people who've already been on the clock eight hours then have to uh, survive the rush and just they have the grill so small they can really only do. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but you know, maybe 24 burgers at a time. but people And are you're ordering. selling them six at a time, and that's only four orders. Yeah, and people are ordering 18, 30, you know. Right. Uh, but it's a great, I, you know, just watching the grill, the chef and me, it's a great technique of, you know, they get them all cooking, they sprinkle the onions on, and then they flip them to the other side, and then they, they have the buns kind of grilling at the time. Right. Then they set them on top and cover it with foil, so the buns kind of steam. It's, right. But by the time we got to the gig, everyone was like, dude, you smell amazing. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> so you went to Cozy's? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, you smell like it. Like, Cozy's complimentary <laughs> cologne right there. But they've been open since the 20s. And, they, and you know, on the, on the table there, they have, like, old news clippings. And there was a couple letters, one from the 90s, where the lady was writing in, telling a story of – it must have been a, like 1932 or something. She was talking about, right. know, she was a 12-year-old girl that's now in her late 70s. And a story right. about, she wanted to take, she's like, can you wrap this up? I want to save it for tomorrow. And and, he, and the owner, the original owner said, just come back tomorrow, I'll give you another one. So she came back and she got a fresh hamburger and, you know, how nice the guy was. And, right. But it's just real simple and now I think this is coming up on their 90th anniversary, and if you're ever in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, Salina, the, the middle of Salina, the Kansas, the Great American Desert, um, just veer off I-70. It's definitely worth checking out. And you know, Salina being a historically an old cattle town, you know, the Chisholm Trail and all that kind of stuff. There's some sure. there's, some, there's some history there. Some really old buildings. If you uh, think that's history, sure. <laughs> I'm just being a snob. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm not from Boston, okay? Where it all happened? You mean where America began? You're welcome for your freedom, America. That's right. We started it. We'll end it. Boston. And so, uh, no, it's, no, you got to do little things like that when you're traveling. And, you know, especially. Absolutely. See the scenes. See, ride the rides. See the sights. 
it's one of the perks of actually having the car and not flying in and being kind of landlocked at the hotel and whatever $10 Uber you want to take from the hotel somewhere. Just kind of going, you know, it's like, say you're ever at the Devil's Crossroads, you know, you're not, no Uber is going to take you there, right? I've been to the Devil's Crossroads and bought bootleg liquor on a Sunday where in a dry county. Sure did. I broke the law at the Devil's Crossroads. Met some wonderful people. I actually kind of ended up in the Ozark version of the Devil's Crossroads down in uh, Mark Twain National Forest. Did, I'd love to hear more about it. What happened, she Ended up on the flow trip. That, oh, the flow know, trip happened got, this year. Got the gang back together for the first time in a few years. And uh, the wife flew into Springfield, Missouri, picked her up. She came in for a couple days, dropped Davey off at the airport. He flew out to uh, Atlanta, did some shows at the Laughing Skull out there with Ian Edwards. Which, sure. by the way, listeners, Comedy Central. Ian, Ian Talk. Ian, Ian Talk, Talk. July 12th. 12th, yep. It's already out for most of you that are listening right now, so go check that out. But uh, the float trip was great. Did a, went and got a fishing three-day fishing license, so did a bunch of fishing. Didn't catch anything. You're a license, you were a licensed fisherman. What do you have to do to get a fishing license? You go to Walmart and say, hey, where are the fishing licenses at? And I go, oh, back in the hunt section. I'm like, and then I go back there and stand around and look for somebody. And then you go find someone in the women's section and then go, hey, is there anyone that works in the uh, fishing section? And then she's like, oh, yeah, that's Randy. And then she goes and calls Randy. And then Randy shows up eight minutes later. I get sure. a fish and I get my license and a little pocket. Three-day license. So what, what you have to give, what, your ID? What do you have to give for that? Yeah, ID. And then they just, you know, and then they print it off and then they put it in a little orange, neon orange little thing for you there. Like, and what, uh, do you have to have that displayed at all times? What are the rules, she's of fishing on the flow trip? What are the rules? I mean, the thing is, there's always the, uh, now we go on a certain river. I'm not even going to say what, even though, anyway, the river, there are some rivers that are a little bit more heavy. This is a secret river. You don't want to give away the, the, the flow trip is so cool. You don't want our listeners to be able to find your secret location. I love this. This makes me want to know even more. Okay. But you go from, how long do you float from? From roughly where to roughly where? Kind of give us some, you don't have to give exact locations, but, you know, <laughs> from the holla to the creek to the, you know, 10, 20 miles, what's happening? Explain the flow trip to did, our listeners. We actually did get dropped off at, in a hollow. Um, you got dropped in a hollow? In a hollow? Yeah, in a hollow. All right. Um, sure. Was Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Fox there? I mean, dude, it was almost straight out of a Willie Nelson song where the bridge had washed out uh, last year. <laughs> so they're building a new bridge. Um, and so. How many people you got with you? Uh, Ten. Ten, a couple couples, um, and then you know we there's always a couple fights going. Like if you hold got on, don't rush it, don't rush it. Now let's we just need to describe. We got ten people, a couple couples. We got canoes, we got rafts. Like what's this flotilla? You're floating down the river together. What's the what? What are we? What's our sea craft? What's our vessel? It's, it's canoe, a good old canoe. Canoe, not metal. It's like the fiberglass, so there you can sure. Kind of Kind of bounce, scrape over the top of rocks pretty easily without making. But there's it two two people to a canoe, yep. so five two, canoes. We have two people to a canoe, and then like a white German Shepherd, white lab mixed dog that was awesome. Canoe yeah. dog, you got a good, you got a float trip dog. Got and it. Oh, so my wife and I opted. We get down there, we float on Saturday, so we get in Thursday night, and being adults, sure. we kind of we rent this cabin at the top of the hill. You know, so about a quarter Adulting. Mile, a cold, you know, it's air conditioning, bathroom, you know, sure. bunk, bunk beds, wall, kitchen, all that kind of stuff. So the first thing actually you do is you go to Walmart in Springfield and you just buy about $200 worth of just camping stuff, chairs, yep. ground, chicken, you know, foil, you know, potatoes, all that kind of stuff. Yep. So we get there Thursday night and my buddy Phil gets in there. He kind of helps orchestrate everything. And we just kind of relax and get caught up. And then late that night, uh, my cousin, uh, Zach, and his wife, they rolled in. They drove in from Alabama. And so they got in around 1. And so we all kind of, that you know, got up the next morning, made breakfast. And then just at that point, you go down to the river. And then you just kind of sit and relax. You go fishing, kind of swim, hang out, listen to music. And then all day, 
you know, the rest of the party kind of trickles in, you know, a couple, you know, person or right. two at noon and four. So then that, that Friday night, we all just kind of hang out, eat a bunch of food, barbecue, have a good time. And then that next morning, you get picked up at 8 a.m. And, well, about 9. And then they drive you up upriver about 10 miles. And then you put, oh. in, you put in upriver and float down. We used to do it where you float to where they pick you up. But after you've been on a river all day, the last thing you want to do is just sit in a, in a school bus on a backcountry road. So you just say, let me just, so it's like you get driven, you just float back to your camp. That's the idea. Yeah, exactly. And then there's no by the washed out, by the washed out bridge. Um, yeah, no, we put in at the washed out bridge, but yeah, oh, okay. but I yeah, got you. you take out at a bridge too. And so at that point, um, yeah, the bus shows up, everyone loads in their coolers. Like you're, you're trying to pack, you know, you're taking some beer, no glass. You don't want to take glass just cause you know. Just if you accidentally break it, you're like, just the last thing you want to do is just randomly step on glass in the middle of nowhere on a river. You're camping. It's about road, this is about red solo cups and booze. Yeah, you know, a lot of, yeah, exactly. You don't, what you don't want to do is people are floating by with like, hey, I got some watermelon jello shots and this and that. Like, I've made that mistake in years past. You end up, because you don't know really. like You don't know what they've put in the watermelon? That's what you're saying. Don't trust. Don't have it. Just drink. Is stay on your own supply. You don't know what. Yeah. You don't know what's in the brown acid. You know, and it's like, yeah, that was delicious. And and, but really, you're like, man, that was good. Thinking like, oh, it's maybe a vodka jello shot. All the while, the guys just thought of the perfect way to mask Everclear. You know, and you're just paying for it. Um, and you know, next thing you know, you're just taking a nap on your canoe at uh, 10:45 in the morning. You know, there you are. You're drunk, drunk in a canoe. That may have happened, you know, 12 years ago, but right. But we're adults now. Now we're adults. We're adulting about, AF. All about pacing. It's so right. Everyone gets in, and you know, there's this eagerness. Like Jody, Jody and I got in. You know, we're paddling around. We go up to the bridge. We have the our buddy that's like outdoor guy. He went solo in his canoe, so he's already got his rod out fishing and just having a good time. You catch anything, she's. No, nothing. nothing. Three day license. Did you nothing. are you able to return that? Can you go back to Walmart say, Hey, I didn't catch anything. I'd like my goddamn money back. This was this fishing license was defective. Did you try that cheese? I hear that works. No, I did not. But you know, I felt All like right. you know, I'm helping the conservation of some animals that are on the verge of extinction that are just yep, you're helping Walmart conserve shit. That's I hear that. I hear yeah, that. They have a giant salamander thing called a hellbender. That, that lives underwater that's like, I don't know, a foot long. It looks like a little dinosaur. You have a foot long salamander? Yeah, that's native only to that area of Missouri. And that's where the band gets the name. Well, they're the hill, like the hills. Oh, the hillbenders and the hellbenders. Well, hellbend, I think I, hellbender's a hell of a name. I might, find, I might form my hillbender tribute there's band a, and call them the hellbenders. There already is. Jody accidentally downloaded all that bad shit and was like, they, they, they sound a lot different on these albums. I'm like, yeah, that's not them. That's a, that's a different uh, band. <laughs> all right, guys, remember, the flow trip brought to you by the Hillbenders, not the Hellbenders. Yeah. It, uh, Music but, by the Hillbenders. But, it, you know, you take a couple beers, you pack, well, you know, you, you really take Lunchables because they're waterproof. You just take like four or five of those, snack on those, and like <laughs> pro, protein bars, stuff that, you know, the things that are waterproof, things yeah, that could get done, could dropped or picked up in water or the bottom of a soggy canoe. You leave your phone. Someone always brings theirs, so you just have them. They'll send you the pictures. You leave your phone. Just leave your phone. Leave you your phone. Yeah, you don't. You, there's always like someone has a camera. You'll get the pictures. You know, and it's just not worth losing your phone just to get your own version of what happened. Hey, look, those are, there's water and trees together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you see a lot of beautiful stuff, but just, you know, keep, keep that in the uh, memory bank and then learn to paint, learn to draw. That's what that's all about, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, definitely, you know, take your fair share of waters. And this goes, this goes Colorado rafting. This goes in Tennessee. You know, everyone can enjoy it. Yes, how fast? This is just a float trip. There's no major. You guys have done this, this same stretch of 10 miles before. Yeah, numerous times. And they have what's called the waterfalls, which is 
really just a two foot little dip and it's you know it's kind of not it is it's not treacherous it's exciting you know you got to be you got to know it you know you got to be ready for it and it and, and it does tip a lot of people it's but, like sushi it's not dangerous it's just something you have to be told they're not going to cook this i get you well and the problem is this it's also the last eighth last mile of the float and so people are just hammered so it's like if, if this was in the first little bit no problem everyone goes right through but Everyone's like, oh, everyone always tips. I'm like, because everyone's blacked out and no one's paying attention, even though they're paying. It's like the heart. It's like the heartbreak hill of the Boston Marathon. It's uh, so you have your own like last minute. Whoa! Before you leave, let's give you a good jolt. And in fact, this year it was such a like such a non-factor really that I had the like we caught back up to a member of our part. I was like, was that the waterfall back there? And they're like, yeah, that was it. I'm like, we're almost done because. When the party's bigger, like we had 10, when the party's 20, people are stopping every quarter, half mile for 10, 20, 30 minutes. You know, you can be out there for 10 or 12 hours. This year it was nice. Like we put in at 10, we all got back at like five or, no, we put in at nine, got back at like five or six. We were out there eight, nine hours. The, yeah. big, the big victory, no sunburn except for on the top of my foot. But Yeah, um, it's very doable. It can deal with the sunburn on the top of the foot. This constant sun, sunscreen application, that was a big victory. Um, we're adulting and my buddy Mike's brewing beer so he brought down some of his stuff that he's been working on so wow home brew yeah it was nice I just felt bad because he brought two pony I'm like dude you have a full keg of beer for like you know really six people that are really drinking this but we made the most of it we played uh, some bocce ball but like really an extreme version because we're just kind of out on this flat down by the sure. river so they're just like, chucking balls. Yeah, I'm like here, there, there you go. And it's like all this, it, this a gravel road is in play, you know. Um, but that's what it's all about—just hanging out and, um, you know, making memories with old friends, and and at the same time, kind of rehashing new old memories, friends. old friends, yeah. good times. And that's actually always good, good to have an old timey flow trip with the she's everybody. I would love for you to come one year. In fact, you should. I will there. try to do that. We'll try to do that. That's going to be working out. But she's, you're coming to New York this month. That's what's happening this month now. So the 22nd through the 29th. In fact, that reminds me, I've got to email some clubs and see about getting New York spots. But yeah, and, uh, if you're a club in New York. Book the Sportsaholics. We're coming through your town. What are our dates again, Sheezer? It's, uh, let me look on the calendar. Ba, ba, ba. It's we July. Are, yeah, July 26th. We're in Binghamton. 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 And then uh, the 27th, we're in uh, Warwick. Sylvia's Villa in Warwick, New York. Um, that's, you know, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. We'll have. Our uh, social media, Facebook, has all the information. But, no, I'm looking forward to that. My first trip up there, walking around, you know, I'll, I'll have to get a Fitbit. You know, I figure we can put in, you know, a good 5, 10 miles of walking around. You're going to have to decide what kind of New York you want to see. I mean, I got Willie Hunters visiting me right now, and it's like we walked all of Central Park. We went down to the river. Last night we had some Chinese food in Koreatown. I know that sounds crazy, but it happens. Some of the best Mexican food I have is cooked by this great Chinese couple. It's one of those interesting things that happens here in New York. Well, so uh, Sheezer and Marino performing uh, New York State, the tri-state area, maybe even in New Hampshire, Maine, or Massachusetts, because we're looking for something on the Wednesdays and Thursdays. If you're a club or a, a booker, let Marino and Sheezer Sportsaholics know. You can reach us at on Instagram. Yeah, reach us anywhere. But uh, actually, you know what? Let's take a break, and then uh, we'll talk about New England and uh, we'll, uh, and then kind of wrap things up. And, yeah, maybe we'll even talk about some sports. Some shit happened, Cheese. We know what do you? We have to talk about what we're obsessed about this week. Well, it's Clippers, but I've been so Clippers and NBA'd out. But yeah, we'll get into that. We talked about minor league baseball briefly, but yes, we'll be back. I know we talked about with sports happen because we're obsessed. But I'm just saying now we'll talk about the actual things instead of ourselves. Fine, fine. Right. Okay, so finally, we'll, we'll talk about sports then. But yes, New York, come out. It's my first time. I, I want to get a Mets-Yankees, one of the two games in, maybe some minor league stuff. 
we're definitely going to check out the minor league stadium in Binghamton because I know that there's the Mets double-A teams there. Sure. The Clam Chuckers or I don't, whatever the hell the name is. But um, One of my greatest regrets of all my years at Syracuse was never seeing the Sky Chiefs of AAA. I thought they were the Chiefs. They were the Chiefs, the Sky Chiefs, whatever. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's what happened. Uh, all right. So, uh, you know, by, well, you know, so she's, you're going to come to New York. You're going to be, uh, you're going to be performing, uh, here in New York for the first time. Uh, by the way, you have an album that just came out. Let's play a clip from midnight, midnight Marauder, John Cheese's midnight Marauder. Here's a clip. You guys can check this, uh, check it out. Western Montana up by the Canadian border. Beautiful. Actually, it's one of the most gorgeous things I've seen in, in the actual United States. The only problem is, is all the Canadians. That's the biggest problem for me. Like, cause they all come down from uh, Calgary and Edmonton. They just get shit faced in this town, drunk, fighting, like pissing in the streets, doing whatever they want. But I learned, I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know this, but a lot of people don't, that Montana is actually Canada's Tijuana. <laughs> they just don't have donkey shows. That's that's the that's the main difference between them. But <laughs> Jeez, I love that bit. I love that bit, Cheese. That's Spotify, YouTube, you know, all that kind of stuff. Just just look it up, share it with your friends, like it, heart it, whatever. All that stuff helps with. See, and I told you we were going to talk about sports, and we just plugged more of Cheese's album. Everybody, I'm like that sometimes. I mix lies with the truth. All right, Kawhi Leonard is a Clipper. Cheese, what do we think? I think it's great being out the summer league, the um, the NBA summer league. Uh, past Sunday, a couple Sundays ago, whatever, uh, wearing Clippers gear, just, just uh, eating at the buffet, having a guy walk up, reach over my buddy, because we're in a booth, tap me, and he goes, hey, man, last Friday was probably a good day to be a Clippers fan, huh? And I'm like, absolutely. He's like, man, you guys are going to be really good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think I think it looks like we are going to be really, really good. I'm like, man, that's that's cool, though, man. I'm, I'm rooting for you guys. I'm like, thank you. And now, he didn't have any – any son, you know, no affiliation. He wasn't wearing any team shirt. So, right. But uh, it made me really feel like I did in 2014 as a Royals fan. I'm like, we are now entering like a Royals Clippers where everyone, like, who's rooting against the Clippers, man? Like, like if you're rooting Laker, against the Laker fans, Laker fans are rooting against It's like the older brother is, you know, it's very threatening with uh, LeBron and AD versus Kawhi and Paul George, the Staples Center is going to become a Thunderdome. It's great because the Clippers can dominate, dominate, and then open up their new arena here in five years. It's going to be right next to the football arena in Inglewood. They'll have their oh, own. Oh, you're talking about an arena in five years. Kawhi Leonard, this team's not going to be a super team in five years. or a super team now. No, no, I know. I'm just saying they got to lay the groundwork. You know, it's like this isn't going I don't to know if there is. I don't know if there is groundwork for five years from now. Fucking, uh, you know, it's like, I mean, there's a point there where is. the groundwork for five years from now is putting shovels in dirt and fucking pouring foundations and building the shit, you know, starting right now. I, I'm right. just saying that, you know, LeBron James, uh, uh, Kevin Durant, and Kawhi Leonard are the final, are the last, those three men are the MVP of the finals for the past eight years. Okay, those, those three guys have won all eight finals MVPs. And those three guys have each played for three teams since that started. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's LeBron James as a Heat. That's, that's uh, Kawhi as a Spur. That's Kawhi as a Raptor. That's KD twice as a Warrior. But he's on his third team because, hey, I was in Brooklyn on the, on the, on the Sunday where Kyrie and, and KD became, uh, became Nets. And I'll tell you, it was also the last day of gay pride and I'm telling you, if you're a gay Nets fan, it was a great day to be a gay Nets fan. It was pride. You get KD. And evidently, the Knicks signed the Achilles tendon, so that's going to be all right. It's a very strange – here in New York, it's really crazy how the, the Knicks got nobody. They swinged and missed. They swung, they missed. Everyone wants to fire James Dolan. And uh, it's really funny to see the Knicks – I mean, and Knicks fans – are sort of realizing that they have been rooting for a non-franchise now. It's like all of a sudden they realize the last 20 years have really been a waste. I mean, the, the, 
fellow Anthony thing. I mean, that Porzingis thing, that came and went pretty quickly. You know, I mean, that or was... The, but they got rid of him saying, hey, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna give up on the unicorn because we're going to clear space for a max contract. Well, Porzingis is going to be healthy and playing for the Mavericks next year, and there is no replacement. They got nothing for it. I mean, there is no max free agent. There is, there is nobody, you know? <laughs> the Smith Jr., but yeah, no, no. You're... Right. And so far in the summer league, uh, A.J. Barrett. A.J. Barrett, Barrett, Barrett can't shoot, yeah. Troubling. But, you know, it's uh, good for Brooklyn, especially because uh, whatever that sign-and-trade they did, where they ended up with all their draft picks ended up in Boston, you know, and kind of get with that Paul Pierce thing. And right. So it's a nice little rebound from that, and who knows? We'll see. Look, Durant's not even playing next year. Kyrie Irving is borderline genius or crazy. What's the difference? Yes. Right. Um, so who knows what he thinks. He could very um, easily be a Stefan Marbury. It's like you think he's one thing, and then you're like, oh, no, he's a, he's a crazy person, or he's a, he's a cancer. He's a team killer. You know, and if he signs a Starberry shoe deal, just, you know, you heard it here first. You know. Yeah, don't be surprised if Kyrie Irving is, like, the China's biggest player in two years. But that's also, uh, with the injury thing, you know, it's been everyone's quick to point out, especially Lakers fans, that, yes, Paul George has had two shoulder injuries. Kawhi's got the, you know, they're – they expect Kawhi to play in maybe 55, 60 of the games, you know, regular season. Like they have to load – there's load management. Yeah, yeah, and all that. But luckily the Clippers have two entire different starting lineups, and, like, their B team is better than I, – I think their B team would make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference as, like, a seven or six seed, you know, because you still have, like, Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell. And, um, but they're just – there's so much depth that – you know, <clears throat> load management won't shouldn't be or won't be an issue. You know, if they need to, if Paul George needs to sit out for two months or whatever, right? Uh, that's not going to be a huge thing because Lou Williams can step in and score forty three points as the as the sixth man. They they essentially have two sixth man of the years in Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams. Uh, one yes. being more of a Ben Wallace defensive kind of. Dominant player with, you know, but Montrez Hill can score too. But then Lou Williams just, he, Lou Williams just got that extra little dominant chip in his game where you're like, oh, he's having a good game. And then he can, then right when you say that, he'll go five for five, two for two from the three point line and add another 12 points onto the stat line in like six minutes. And so he's one of the few players that, that has that ability in the league, and he just and he's a bench player for the Clippers. So I like our chances. It's scary being like the favorite, you know, just like the Chiefs being the favorite and the Dodgers, you know, being the favorite. You know, I'm sorry about your Red Sox. You know, we can get into that later. What do you mean? I'm exactly where I want to be. I don't want to be the favorite. I'm going to be firm. I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm seven games over 500. It's just at the all-star break. I don't think there's any reason to be. I think the Yankees have done more with less, and they weirdly might have more problems. They might be a better team without their stars, and that's something that I always chuckle about. Yeah, I mean, your stars are, you know, with Sale. I mean, really, I'm just talking about Chris Sale. But uh, Yeah, it was, but I mean, like, hey, there's that. see, to me, that's the argument that you know, going deep into October has its toll. I mean, winning world championships for pitchers can sometimes – Chris Folk – I mean, I'm sorry, Keith Folk and, and basically, like, the 2004 Red Sox championship kind of ended Keith Folk's career and Kurt Schilling and Pedro Martinez. They never really were quite the same after that. That really put them even – I mean, it's like Avaldi for the Red Sox. Uh, you know, they, they clearly – you know, it's like Cora – tried to, like, do a, do a slow-rolling opening, and it cost them. Whereas last year they came out super hot. Uh, this year they came out super cold. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, losses have piled up on sale, and he's not where he wants to be. But on the other hand, we're seven games over 500, and we're trailing just a super hot Yankee team. 
you know, I'll play for the wild card. I'm the defending champ, and you know, I'm also not a greedy Yankee fan. I don't have to win every year. I'm all, I'm really okay with the Houston Astros winning, or someone from the National League. You know. No, and you know, it's wild card. Plus, though. which I mean, I have people in Boston haven't been this mad at England since the Revolutionary War because of how there was no, there was no defense in the world of uh, London baseball. The Red Sox gave up two home games to get pounded terribly. The three 390-foot uh, center field pins. And... Let me tell you how happy I was. I did not spend $5,000 to go to London for uh, a week and see the Red Sox lose two games to the Yankees. Thank you. Thank you to all the things that conspired for me not to go. Thank you. I'm so glad I did not see the Red Sox lose in London. That would have been... I mean, you know, years ago, I remember still driving all the way up to see a three-game stand at the Oakland A's, and look, the Red Sox lost the opener. Me and my buddy drove up five, six hours all day. We're going to stay with my brother, and it was like you expected. It was it was like you just expected them to win. Hey, we're coming all the way up there, and it was like you know, you ended defeat. Now the Red Sox go on and win the series. We win two, we win the next two games Saturday and Sunday, but the Friday night loss weirdly stuck with you more than the two wins. <laughs> but yeah, you just come off the road. You're all pumped. Like that's, right. the, that's the ultimate wind out of the sails, you know, gut punch. And then, well, that's, it's like, you know, Hey, you know, you don't expect going to a, if I go to a movie or a Broadway musical, you know, it's like, you're supposed to not get a happy ending, but a conclusion that is satisfying. You know, I mean, you can take a tragedy, but that somehow is satisfying. Whereas, you know, that's the, the whole goal is you go into a game with the hopes and mostly the expectation of a win. Like, I expect to leave here with, a, with singing the song, you know, and not being mad about, you know, how bad the manager is or how bad the bullpen is or how we blew a save or how we don't have any offense. I mean, it's a very interesting thing what we do emotionally to ourselves when we buy a ticket or commit ourselves to watching this game or rooting for the game. Yeah. It, uh, it, some people just don't have that, that luck at all. Like, so Western and I went to the Mariners angels game last month. Sure. And the, and Mariners won. And Davey as we're leaving is says, I've been to 13, 14 Mariners games. That's the first time they've ever won when I've gone to, I'm like, really? I mean, not that the Mariners have really been good at, you know, they had their moments years ago, but sure. yeah. I'm like, oh, for 14, oh, for 13, never seen it. Well, you know, this is a nice game, a lot of, there's like seven or eight home runs, but uh, I was shocked. I was like, wow, that's, uh, that's, a I mean, that would almost put you off. If you were a fan and you went and the first 14 times you went, you didn't win, you wouldn't go. No, I, yeah. I mean, God. I mean, I took a lot of brutal losses in the 70s and 80s, sometimes when Red Sox teams weren't very good. Uh, but, you know, you're a kid, so you, you, you like just yelling through the popcorn holder. And, you, and you know, you got to have ice cream with your aunt and a Fenway Frank, you know, and the Green Monster. And, you know, there was just fun going to a ball game, even if you lost. But, you know, 14 times and never winning. I would yeah. get very – that's like, hey, dude, I don't want to go. They lose every time I go. Yeah, it's, you know, when, when you're a kid, it's real life superheroes, you know. And then, right. And then when you're an adult, it's like, oh, there's someone that's already made more money than I'll ever make in my life, right there in front of me. You know. Well, now so, it's the point where I'll tell you, uh, she's or it's this thing. Like, uh, I don't know if you've seen any of the story about that uh, 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 Coco in Wimbledon, the 15 year old phenom oh, yeah. girl, yeah. right? Well, here's the thing: I do. I'm 47 years old. I now play the new game. How old's her parents? When I see a co when I see premier Olympic or like college athletes, I go, "How old am I? Older than their parents?" And it turns out, I believe, I think her mother, forty eight years old. I think she's in the class ahead of me. Uh, did track and field at Florida State. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like that's where. And there's a and, and when there are some people that like. When I watch the N the NFL NBA drafts, it's like their dad, the dads and the moms. Some of them are younger than me now. Oh, so absolutely, yeah. I would say by oh, shit, probably up to ten years, even really. Sure. You have a kid when you're twenty; they get drafted when they're nineteen. You're still thirty nine, you old bastard. Right. 
Right. I, I was. I looked. I pulled it up. And, and my son won the Heisman, and you're just a comic. <laughs> With roots for a team that's two games out of the wild card. So. That's right. But world, but defending world champions, world Super Bowl defending champions. We got Dodgers and Blue Jays at home, but then you got two against Baltimore, and then the rest of the month is strictly all Tampa and all New York. So if you take like, if you go seven and three in those games against the Yankees and uh, the Rays, then uh, you know you're right back in the mix. Yep, I'm letting it. I'm letting the season come to me. You can't push it. Just watching it. Just watching it. Watching, hoping Evaldi comes back as a reliever. That's what we're sort of saying. Uh, and hey, she's. Did you watch any of that home run derby last night? I did. I watched uh, most of it. It was pretty, pretty impressive. Vlad <laughs> Guerrero Jr. ruined the whole thing. Is ruined by a Met, as of course, because nothing Mets do better than lose things. Well, even when they win, even when they win, they lose. He hits. He hits twenty home runs less. Then the other guy, but he wins. Uh, you know, it's like the star of the show is going to be uh, is Vlad Jr., but he, of course he couldn't win because we have to screw up the home run derby. Even, even when we get it right, we get it wrong. Well, I mean, look, everyone's going to remember the Peterson-Guerrero thing before Alfonso or whatever. Also true. Great point. Jock Peterson was, was magical. I mean, And that was like we were sitting there. We were watching, by the way, hilarious. Willie Hunter and I are sitting in the New York Comedy Club, and uh, comic legend Todd Barry comes in, apparently not that aware of the home run derby. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and didn't know what it did really didn't know what it was. Didn't hadn't really seen it. Uh, not what he not what he does with his time. But that was <clears throat> but it was one of those things like the Jock Peterson. And it was just the semifinal, and people started, other comics, people started standing around, and you had to go, like, oh, so this is it, right? And they're like, no, this isn't even it. This is like, this, whoever wins this goes on, yeah, you know, to the final. Great. Yeah, that was great. It was like there were two, very anticlimactic, but, yeah, it was. Right. That was, that was I mean, there were 80 home runs or seven, 69 or 79 home runs. Right. Doable. You know, it was. If they match up differently, it should be it should have been Jock Peterson and him in the final, and Vlad wins. I mean, he won. I mean, it was just it was just a machine, man. It was it was crazy. I mean, especially like having personally witnessed Stanton hitting home runs out of Petco Park at the Home Run Derby in San Diego uh, a few years ago. I mean, that was at home every bit as exciting. You know, I mean, it was cool to see it, but I think the show last night. Because there were two participants, whereas Stanton, it was, you know, it was, he was just dropping bombs. I think he might even hit a 500 foot home run that night. But right, both those, both those guys were hitting, you know, 475, 480. It seemed like, you know, just huge. You know, yeah, I was interesting. I was interesting with the hit two over 440 and win a 30 second bonus. Like, okay, that was. There were interesting parts of it. They were interesting. No, it was good. I think good it for baseball and. The million dollar thing that was kind of cool. You're like, wow, there's there's a million dollars on the line. So and then Bobby Bonds, uh, Bobby Bonilla just laughed and he was like, <laughs> I made more than a million last week from the Mets, Peter Alonzo. That's hilarious. You had to hit, you had to be Black Guerrero Jr. for a million dollar bonus. I just had to be, I just had to be in the Bernie Madoff Mad scandal when the Mets uh, decided to pay me forever. Hey, good for him. Sorry for the Mets. <laughs> for the Never feel sorry for the Mets. We'll see. We'll see. You know how how the Red Sox do. Um, again, New York at the end of the twenty sixth and the twenty seventh. Binghamton and then Warwick, which is just north of the city, and then hopefully some in dates. And then and then your show. What's the show on Sunday that we're gonna do? The punching bag. Uh, punching bag open mic. Eight o'clock, uh, 62 Court Street in Brooklyn at O'Keefe's Pub or Bar and Grill. O'Keefe's Bar and Grill, that's what it is. Pete's Bar and Grill. I'll get it right. And uh, and we have a showcase show at 7, open mic at 8, uh, me and Damon Millard. And uh, we're there every Sunday night. You said that's in Brooklyn? It is in Brooklyn, 62 Court Street. Perfect. And then we'll, we can work that out and then go um, – 
I'll go immediately to the airport after that show and then hop on a night 5 a.m. flight back to L.A. What's nice about flying back to the West Coast is, you know, yeah. you, really, you only lose two hours, really. Cause it really is amazing. You just land. It'll be 10.30, 9.30 in the morning. I'm like, you're, you're wherever you need to be by 11, and you're like, where am I going to have lunch? It's a nice, cool. It's still cool in the, uh, in the morning. It's lovely. Now, flying to New York, that just ruins your day no matter when you go. It's like that day's done for what, just because even if you leave. Cause if you I take, just, yeah, it's just a whole travel day. You just can't. You, you're not flying in to do something. You're traveling in. Right? Yeah, because even if you take the red eye, it's like you've got to operate on red eye level of energy the rest of the day. You know, yeah. even, even if you do sleep on the plane and then just, or if you leave at 8 a.m., like you don't even get to New York till 6 o'clock, something sure. like that. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, enough rambling about traveling. Um, I mean, I've got, we covered everything that's on my checklist. Did, uh, did, I, did we leave sounds like we've, That sounds like we've done an episode, Cheese. So, and, uh, and shockingly I, enough, that, that was organized in my book. You know, for the, for the listeners, it was like that was, that, that was a list. We yeah. will always strive to do better, listeners. And uh, so, guys, keep an ear out especially if you're in the New York area because we have shows in Binghamton and Warwick, my show in Brooklyn. She's coming to the East Coast, everybody. Yeah. Uh, next week, we're going to have an interview with uh, Willie Hunter on his New York adventure since he's standing right here next to me. Uh, all right, Cheese. All right, Cheese. I'm Eric Marino. That's John Cheeser. This is a train whistle. <laughs> Stay obsessed.